Our reading this morning is from 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 13 to 18. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 13 to 18. Brothers, we do not want you to be ignorant about those who fall asleep or to grieve like the rest of men who have no hope. We believe that Jesus died and rose again, and so we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in him. According to the Lord's own word, we tell you that we who are still alive, who are left till the coming of the Lord, we certainly not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet call of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. After that, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so we be with the Lord forever. Therefore, encourage each other with these words. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. May I speak in the name of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today is a Remembrance Sunday with a difference. A day we usually remember those who sacrificed their lives for us to live many years ago. This year, the remembrance takes a different outlook as we remember those known to us who died recently. Watching thousands of COVID-19 related deaths in our country and millions around the world drive the subject of deaths closer home for us all. With no immediate solution, increasing death toll rise, hospital emotions and admissions, and economic downturn. Many are becoming increasingly hopeless and fearful. And the big question for us this morning is where do we turn for help or safety? You remember Psalm 23 verse 4, David says, Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil because God is with me. The truth is that even 2021 will not be even any better. I'm sure you are already wondering if your new vicar is a prophet of doom. But far from it. I will rather be honest and tell you the truth of God's word and paint a colorful image and leave you disappointed in the end. The Bible says in Job chapter 14 verse 1 that man that is born of a woman is of few days and full of trouble. Went ahead in John chapter 16 verse 33 to say that in this world you will have trouble, but in Christ Jesus you will have peace. The truth is that the world is not going to get any better. Jesus is coming. The truth from God's word shows us 
that our only hope is in Christ Jesus when we accept him as our Lord and personal Savior. We will experience personal peace in the midst of a troubled world. He is the answer because he was existing before the inception of the disease called coronavirus. Jesus wasn't in the dark about coronavirus. He is fully aware and can take care of you and me if we trust him. Coronavirus has become like a plague. We must never forget that throughout the Bible, the 66 books, whenever there is a plague, it always happens because of people's sin or disobedience. Our wicked world takes little or no notice of millions of statistics on abortion performed due to human inconvenience. However, there is anger when plagues take the life of those they do know. This is a time we must repent from our disobedience and return to our Creator. United Kingdom have abandoned God and the remnant among us must arise in prayer and action for our beloved nation. The forefathers of this nation were missionaries. They brought the gospel to us in Africa. I am the product of that evangelism, that mission. And coming back to United Kingdom, what is happening now? Can we confidently say that United Kingdom is a Christian country? I'm not sure. The church leaders must wake up from their slumber and preach the undiluted gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ and offer hope to the fearful people everywhere. Our Bible reading this morning in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 13 to 18 deals with the subject of death for believers in a clear and compelling way. This scripture became special to me 12 years ago when my own mother and my only sister died within a space of one month. It was a special Bible passage for them and it has meant a lot to me ever since. The passage focuses on grieving with hope and it is this hope the Lord wants us to draw our attention today. I always observe two things whenever I visit a bereaved family. The first thing I observe is that the families are always upset and struggle to overcome their grief. The other is that the family always says something like this, dad and mom would not want us to be sad. We want the funeral to be a celebration of his or her life. From these two responses, we can see that one part is always focused on sorrow or grief. Why the other on joy or hope? This hope can be more real for a bereaved Christian family. 
Paul says in verse 13, Brothers and sisters, we do not want you to be uninformed. Other translation says, we do not want you to be ignorant. Ignorant about what? Those who died in Christ. Ignorant about the rapture. Ignorant about the second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. We do not want you to be uninformed about those who sleep in death. So that you do not grieve like the rest who have no hope. Jesus is coming back again. And that is our hope for every child of God. And the big question for us this morning is, are you ready for the second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ? Hope of eternal life. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through him. Jesus says in Revelation chapter 22 verse 12, Behold, I am coming quickly. My reward is with me to give each every one of you according to what you have done. Jesus is coming. And in this passage, Paul said, do not say, do not grieve. He says, do not grieve like those who have no hope. Death is an enemy. It takes away from us people we love dearly. They can never be replaced. We can never be the same. Our lives takes on a new shape over a period of time. But we all miss them. Our grief is not selfish. It is normal. In John chapter 11 verse 35, Jesus wept. The shortest verse in the Bible. Why? Because of his lovely friend, Lazarus. It is normal to grieve. We grieve because we love. And the one we love is no longer here for us to love. The Thessalonians Christian seems to believe that death was the end. And that only those alive when Jesus returned would go to heaven. Paul writes this passage to let them know that there is coming a day even when the dead will rise again. Hallelujah. We will see our beloved brothers who died in Christ again. Are you ready for the second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ? The same God who moved in power to create this world and all that is within is the same one who will raise the bodies of the dead. Revelation chapter 3 verse 20, Jesus says, I stand at the door and knock. If you, you will let me in, I will come. Not just to sit with you, but also to eat with you. And I want to challenge you this morning, wherever you are, Are you willing to allow Jesus to come in into your life this morning? Now is the time. Tomorrow might be too late. Jesus is coming. 
It is a pity that today we don't hear more about the second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ from the pulpit. We don't hear more about the rapture. All we hear today is prosperity gospel, maintenance gospel, social gospel. Come the way you are. It doesn't matter. Yes, you can come the way you are. But also you need to have an encounter with Jesus. We need to know him. As our Lord and personal savior. We also need to think about eternity. Where do you spend your eternity? After this life. Because there is a better place than here. Jesus told his disciples in John chapter 14 verse 1. Let not your heart be in trouble. In my father's house there are many mansions. If not so, I would have told you. I'm going up there to prepare a place for you. When I come back, I will take you. So that where I am, there you will be also. There is a better place than here. A place of no sorrow. No anxiety. No worries. And that place is heaven. And I want to invite you. Wherever you are. If you don't know Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior, would you let him in, into your life? Ask him to be your Lord and Savior. He's knocking. Just open and allow him in. And he will journey with you. And in a moment before I pray, I just want you to pray. Think about your life and where you are now. Do you want Jesus? If it's yes, just lay your right hand on your chest, wherever you are, and say, Jesus, come into my life. Be my Lord and Savior. I want to follow you. I want to serve you. Forgive me all my sins. From now, I want to follow you. All the days of my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Lord, we thank you for your word this morning. The Bible says that the entrance of your word brings life. Help us, Lord Jesus, to be the doers of your words and not only the hearers. May we grow to know you, to serve you, and to be faithful because the truth still remains. That you are coming back again. We all need to be ready.
Help us, Lord Jesus, to be ready to meet you. In Jesus' name. Amen.